0: the other day, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means this episode 115 of the Personal Ergs podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist, and joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of the show. His name is
1: Jesse. I think you just said 115, Wilson.
0: Oh man, I thought I totally <laughs> nailed the intro. <laughs> 215. Ugh, oh, I, I I feel like I've gotten to the point where I could just say that in my sleep. Unfortunately, I always get the number wrong. Right, yeah, uh, that's
1: the tricky part.
0: Yeah. So what uh so how's your week, buddy?
1: Good. Okay, so I I've busted out um my Nintendo two D S. Nice. Right? Mm-hmm. I've been playing Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds.
0: There it is. And
1: Russell Nisha has gotten to the point now where she is really enjoying just sitting on my lap while I play uh Game Boy and watching. Ooh. Which is a lot of fun. I'm really excited about that. And last night, um, we were playing, and she decided she was done. And she she got off my lap, and she goes, "Bye bye, dad, dad. I love you." <laughs> and I just gotta say, man, as Dave Damaschek likes to say, it was a thin slice of heaven.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. So that was the highlight of my week. Well, that's good, man. I I got to uh, I got a haircut this week. I went with a little bit of a bold haircut. <laughs> definitely my boldest haircut to date a bald
1: haircut you went full bald
0: went full bald actually i went so i did like the razor thing but like it goes not the razor but i did the three on the clipper uh-huh. it, it like goes all the way up to the top and then i just have like a little fit bob on the top of the head a little bob it's snazzy yeah it's like one of those newfangled things
1: oh you got the uh you got the russell wilson
0: yeah actually it is very similar to russell wilson's haircuts <laughs> I realized watching la- watching the football game last night.
1: I tried to picture this on you, and it feels
0: weird. Yeah, I, you know, I just went with it, and then I'm yeah. kind of growing out the beard. I'm I'm going for a new look.
1: Yeah, that's actually really funny. You mentioned that because I just cut my hair about an hour ago. Well, there you go. With the clippers, mm-hmm. I right. did. Uh, I did four guard up top. Ooh,
0: four guard. Three, huh?
1: Yeah, three on sort of the medium part and Mm -hmm. then the two guard on the side but there's this look that i really like that i'm rocking now and Mm -hmm. i've always wanted to which is the beard hair longer than the head hair there you go where it's like you're a wild man down on your beard (laughs) but you just like you cropped it all off up top
0: yeah right now the hair on my face is the same length as the hair on the side of my head so, we might
1: have a like a similar look going on right now.
0: I'm I'm a little excited about it. I'm not going to lie. I and think then we can hide it. Yeah, and then I <laughs> great minds. And then I uh, came into a $100 gift card to REI today, so I got a, a a snow jacket. So I'm stoked, buddy. Uh, You're Ready?
1: Your hair <laughs> is short. Your uh, mm-hmm. your body is protected from the winter snows.
0: There it is, and. <laughs> I also got to play football this weekend. It was a blast. Nice. However, I am drinking a terrible beer. So let Uh me talk about it. Uh, Walkabout Brewing Company from Medford, Oregon. I'm drinking the Point the Bone India Pale Ale. I've actually had this beer before and it was not bad, but this one tastes like straight up butter.
1: Oh, you got a D-bomb. Yep. Diacetyl.
0: Diacetyl. Why why don't you uh, explain to the... I think this is good for people to know. About like when is a beer bad, and this is this is when a beer is bad, can you explain what what diacetyl uh yeah. contamination is
1: yeah, diacetyl is an easy one it 's an easy off flavor to pick up because it tastes like it tastes like movie theater butter, and the reason it tastes like that is because margarine and uh movie theater fake butter <clears throat> is artificially made to taste like butter by adding diacetyl, which mm-hmm. is a molecule. And all yeast creates diacetyl during fermentation, but it reabsorbs it later. Right. So um, you'll get diacetyl when, for a number of reasons, but if your yeast is stressed out is one reason. Like if you have bad yeast that just can't pick up that diacetyl. But much more common, especially this time of year, when uh, maybe you're rushing production because you're at the end of summer and you haven't been able to keep up with demand. Mm -hmm. is you don't give your yeast enough time to reabsorb it. And uh, you decided, hey, screw it. Let's let's just crash this beer, package it, get it out the door. And then diacetyl is one of those flavors that becomes more detectable after it's been sitting in a keg or a bottle for a couple of weeks. And that's when you open it up and it tastes like uh, movie theater popcorn.
0: Yep, and that's what's happening here, and the bad part about it is it's the only beer I have, so I'm going to have to drink the whole goddamn thing. I mean, you could not drink it. Well, but it let's would be... Not, yeah, let's not be crazy. Let's not be crazy here. There's also a bunch of stuff floating in the bottom of it, which I assume are hops.
1: Mm. Man, you got...
0: Yeah, you got burned on that one. Is this... I hope these are hops. Probably not hops. It was probably yeast sediment. Yep, it's definitely yeast sediment.
1: Should I not yeah, drink this? No, you can drink it. I mean, it's totally safe, but it's just going to taste bad. It's going to taste like diacetyl, and it's going to taste like that harsh bitterness that you get from yeast.
0: I'm just going to drink it as fast as I can.
1: <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be good. Yeah, I'm, and that that kind of reconfirms my suspicion that they rushed this to packaging because um, obviously they didn't give the yeast time enough to settle out. So there's still yeast in suspension. That yeast in suspension was supposed to be given time to uh, reabsorb diacetyl, but instead they must have crashed it, cooled it, packaged it, got it out the door, sold it, said, see you later. Who cares about our reputation?
0: Yeah, man. Like established in 1997, they should, they should have their shit together by now.
1: Definitely, it that's, a, bums me that's more than enough time to not make a mistake like
0: that. It bums me out, dude. Eh, you should have gotten the freaking no lie. Should have just leaned <laughs> on the old no lie. That's what yeah, I get. You should have. That's what I get. Uh, speaking of beer, Kickstarter update.
1: Oh, Kickstarter update. Um, we are almost at fifteen thousand.
0: Yeah, you're like Sorry. on the edge. You're you're basically at fifteen thousand, which We're is fifty percent. On the precipice of
1: 50%. And uh, we got, by the time this airs, I think there'll be 18 days left. So we're getting down to the end of the campaign. If you're thinking about donating, please just do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's glassware, there's some great t shirts. If you haven't gone and checked out the designs that uh, fellow podcaster Eric Walkwist put together. Oh. Yeah, you. Mm hmm. Definitely check those out because uh, the t-shirts and the hoodies are awesome, and those are limited edition things. So get them now because you might not be able to get them in the future. And that, and you can do that by going to Kickstarter and searching Lovecraft.
0: Lovecraft. It's also uh, the top thing if you go to Small Batch Food Projects. Food projects. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So uh, so check that out, guys. Please uh, give now. Um, and then if you, if you're going to give, please give now. And then you'll be, you'll be helping us press the gas toward the finish line here. So.
1: Right. It's the race to Berlin in this, uh, World War II metaphor that I like to
0: spin. (laughs) There you go. All right, dude. Are you drinking anything this week?
1: Yeah. I got a (laughs) English style bitter from work. Nice. So Just, uh, enjoying that.
0: Delicious. delicious of war. All right. Uh, I'm sure it tastes better than my beer. Um, Well, let's get to some listener feedback this week. We got uh, quite a bit. Um, And, of course, we got to start everything off with a little dun-dun-dun-dun. Here comes the Dotsy, Or, sorry. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Here comes the McBride. Uh, Michael McBride, here he is. Michael McBride. Holy crap. That was
2: four and one. Four wins in a row. I'm about to shit myself.
3: (laughs) I am super you. excited yeah. about that.
2: But the next game is going to be the game that's going to end my friendship with you two. Dallas versus Seattle Seahawks at Seattle. So I think Dallas might actually have their second loss coming up in the season. Possibly. This is the game I'm most worried about this entire season of the regular season. So it should be, a, I hope it's a good game. yall's defense is definitely one of the better ones out there. And our running game is freaking phenomenal right now. Our offensive line is just one of the best in the league, and you cannot deny that. No matter how hard you try, you cannot deny that. But here we go, Wilson versus Romo. Let's do this! (laughs) Oh yeah, they are going to get off my back, of
0: course. (laughs) Get off my running back! Uh, Yeah, you know it'll be interesting. How did you did you watch the Seahawks game yesterday? I did. How did you feel about that? Because I feel like consensus is today is oh, Seahawks were not invincible. As they as they once appeared, it's like the Seahawks were never in danger of losing that game
1: let yeah, that's true. They took the lead, never lost it. Mm-hmm. a road win on the East Coast is big. Let me take you in the time machine. Let's uh-huh. go back one year to the fourth game the Seahawks played, where they barely eked out an overtime win against the Texans, yep, only because Shab made a horrible, horrible throw. decision to throw a pick to yep. end the game. Yep, And um, that Texans team would not go on to win <laughs> another game, I don't think, for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, and I seem to remember there was this game in St. Louis against the Rams where the Seahawks <laughs> looked terrible and were able to win the game by not giving up a touchdown from the one-yard line with four seconds to go. There's a, like I just love when people are like, Well, they're not the Seahawks from last season. I'm like, Did you watch the Seahawks last season? Yeah, no. No, and
1: that's that's the problem. People didn't watch the Seahawks from last season until the
0: end of last season. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about it today and they were like, Well, you know, the Seahawks should have won that game fifty to fourteen and I was like, You don't realize what a luxury that is to root for a team where you expect them to win every game <laughs> fifty to fourteen road I think, games. A, a win's a win, man.
1: Yeah. So No, no, I'm happy with it. Um, obviously a lot of sloppy play, especially, uh, lost both lines. I feel like the Seahawks defensive line didn't really show up and the offensive line. Also obviously
0: struggled. I think the the defensive line did fine, but
1: Mm, uh, there wasn't a, there wasn't much pressure. Well, they,
0: they stuffed Alfred Morris though. No,
1: I think down the run game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely against the run game for sure. But the pass rush was lacking.
0: I think we might be getting a little too far in the GOMRB territory here. <laughs>
1: okay. I just want to say, real quick, yep, that the Dallas Cowboys winning, and I'm putting "winning" in quotation marks, winning season will be dashed upon the rocks like so much <laughs> Game of Thrones ship in Shipbreaker Bay outside of Dragonstone. There it I is. think that. Not only do they lose the game against the Seahawks, but they get beat so bad they lose next three games. You're going eight and eight this year, McBride. Deal with it.
0: <laughs> oh man, I did watch the I watched the Cowboys game too, and like yeah, yeah I watched that. That Te- was a heck of a game. Yeah, and the Texans almost beat them. Yeah, so no,
1: that was a good game.
0: It was a good game. Uh, I'm excited to see what what happens, but. Dude, I I don't know about you, but just I am like I have so little pressure on me this year. Like last year I was like Super Bowl or bust. This year I'm like, okay, whatever happens, happens. We already got the thing. Yeah, I think
1: that's kind
0: of the consensus. Yeah. Like is it's ex- that- it's exciting, I- it's fun. Russell Wilson's a boss. Uh yeah. Marshawn Lynch is a boss. <laughs> Percy Harvin's a boss. But like I don't I don't like I I I just have fun watching the team.
1: Yeah. And do we have to repeat?
0: No. No. Nobody does. Anyway. Making
1: it to the playoffs is all that I ask.
0: <laughs> well, anyway. I, yeah, like I said, we're getting a little too hard to get off my running back territory. <laughs> but uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Michael. And uh, and I'm sure we'll both be glued to the screen this Sunday afternoon. Uh, we got another Painting
1: one here. all day for Sunday afternoon. <laughs>
0: We got a uh, an email here from Matt. He says, Spawning from a conversation you had on the show last week, I am wondering if you were an alien landing on this planet for the first time, where is one place that you could land and be very happy about landing in, wanting your fellow alien friends to come and check it out? And, of course, where is another place that if you landed for the first time, you'd say, nope, get back in your spaceship and fly right back to the (laughs) planet you came from? That comes to us from Matt from Utah uh i'm gonna say sweden for a oh. uh, happy place
1: i was gonna say hawaii
0: yeah hawaii is pretty good but like Kauai. i feel like Kauai is is really receptive to aliens because there's not a lot <laughs> going on like it's not so much tourist trappy it's very fervent it's beautiful i feel um, the
1: same way about the big island though
0: yeah that too i'm just saying you don't want to land on oahu yeah, Olu- I, I don't really
1: know Oahu very well.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's good. I feel like Sweden's good. Iceland would be perfect because Iceland is basically an alien landscape.
1: That's true, and they
0: speak an alien language
1: like rock block land
0: like <laughs> This volcano is called for <laughs> um, I think they do speak an alien tongue. I do think so too. I think that this like has ancient aliens tackled this yet? Oh, get on it. The birth of Icelandic. Um. Anyway, yeah, places where I would nope. Uh, I'm guessing like Myrtle Beach, <laughs> Atlantic City, <clears throat> um, Portland. I'm not
1: gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna get into this. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm gonna allow the listener to Google it if they're interested. But a little. Town called Gorst. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. G-O-R-S-T.
0: Gorst, Washington.
1: That I would get right back in my spaceship and (laughs) nope right out of town.
0: But if you want to buy a Subaru or a mattress, (laughs) that's your place uh let's see here um what else we got here we're getting all oh this is good uh so this is awesome i kind of want to post this on our facebook page our good buddy brad omen um uh, he made a spreadsheet he says uh your mention during the washington segment got me thinking about how much shoreline there is on the sound and how it stacks up versus other states i dug up the relevant data and threw it into an attached spreadsheet (laughs) of course you did brad (laughs) <laughs> Only the relevant data. Um, not particularly well-suited content for podcasting, I beg to differ, Brad, but figured you may be interested, nonetheless, everything's easily sortable by column and color, coded based on its ranking in joy. Such so a good job, Brad. I just love Brad so much.
1: Yeah, it's killer. That's almost as good as the uh, dreadlocks per team graph.
0: It almost I is. Saw. It almost is. Oh, God, that's so funny. Um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Washington, with all its lovely coastline, actually ranks 10th in the United States in coastline. Uh, number one being Alaska, obviously. Number, obviously. Number two being Florida, because it's got both sides. It's basically all coastline. Uh... Um, yeah,
1: plus, I feel like there's gotta be a lot of, like, lagoon action.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, lots of lagoon action. Um, and also legume action... They eat a lot of peanuts down there. Louisiana is three maine Boiled. maine is four is that is that true? Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm looking at tidal I'm looking I need to redo this. I'm looking at tidal coastline tidal well, shoreline, I, not ocean I, I, coastline
1: I prefer the tidal coastline graph though
0: all right, well, if you're talking about tidal coastline, because maine is number four
1: yeah, exact Washington's like the Puget Sound is not ocean, it's tidal mm-hmm. So
0: that that's what I like. That's true. That's true. So Maine. I can't believe Maine's number four. Um, then you're looking at Maine State, California for five. But fifth with with that giant land area. Um, six, North Carolina. Got a lot of lagoons there. Uh, seven, uh, Texas. Eight, Virginia. Chesapeake Bay coming in the factor there. Number nine, uh, yep, you guessed at Maryland, and then number ten, Washington State.
1: <laughs> yep, you guessed.
0: It. Well, the other side of the Chesapeake. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> um, I feel
1: like Maine. You know how there's those people that believe that there's a mirror Earth on the opposite side of the sun. Yeah, I feel like wait, Maine wait, wait. No, no, no. Like no. I do mirror... not.
0: I don't know anything about this, Jesse.
1: Yeah, there's, like, a conspiracy theory that, like, there's a Earth, there's a planet exactly like Earth that's on the opposite side of the sun from us, so we can never see it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just feel like Maine is, like, the opposite <laughs> side of the America
0: version of Washington. Because it literally is? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think so. <laughs> I feel like I could move to Maine and be... For, except for the fact that it would take me a while to be like, if the ocean is on my left, it means I'm facing south. Yeah, that's true. That would trip me up for a while, but besides that, I yep. think I would be totally happy.
0: Yeah, if you're from Washington, you know direction based on where the water is. <laughs> right. That's true. I mean, we have crab, they have lobster. Right. We have salmon, they have Atlantic cod. Right. You know. You know you, you know that cod was originally called Card until the New England accent developed?
1: Is that true?
0: No, it's a joke.
1: Oh. <laughs> God damn it.
0: Atlantic Cod. Pretty good we COD. Have
1: flannel and they have those like cool fishermen uh like knit sweatshirts. Right. Yeah. It's like we opposites. Have, They're yeah. like Bizarro, Washington.
0: We have Eddie Bauer, they have Land's End.
1: Mm-hmm. We have Banger, they have Banger.
0: That's true. That's true. I I I kinda think we should we need to go to Maine, dude.
1: Main cast.
0: <laughs> there M E we're W A <laughs> Right?
1: It's like the M flips over for W and then it's just like swap out the vowels. Because mm-hmm. those are interchangeable.
0: There you go. I'm
1: pretty sure Maine is bizarro Washington.
0: I think. Or so.
1: are we the bizarro Maine.
0: I feel like we have a listener from Maine. I all right. remember Main
1: listeners
0: report in yeah, on this one. Yeah, Main listeners report, give us a call 360-362-0024. We had a listener from Maine.
1: Eric who called in a few any, times. Is there any like major sports teams from Maine?
0: Well, I think technically the New England Patriots cover the whole region.
1: No, didn't we find this out at one point? Maine doesn't count as New England.
0: It doesn't?
1: Well, all right. Go ahead. I'll do some research.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the I they I think they have a couple minor league teams, but nothing nothing major for sure. Um. Uh, finally, we have a voicemail. This one comes to us from the three. Oh, no, it does
1: consist of me.
0: Yeah, I thought so. This My one. Bad. This one comes to us uh, from the three one five. Here it is.
2: Eric and Jesse, this is JM calling in from the three one five figured I'd use the same name I have on my Facebook so that we can add some consistency. And I have a little bit of a uh, rejection of an idea you had on last year's podcast, which in mentioning irrelevant sports teams, you mentioned the Buffalo Bills. And I would like to remind you that the Buffalo Bills are the only team in the history of the Big Four Sports to go to the championship round or game four years in in a row and lose all four years. In a row, that's not irrelevant. That's competent. <laughs> uh, so anyway, thought I'd ask you guys: Is uh, when's the last time you made something that you could call deliciously disgusting? What I mean by that is you're thinking about it and you're making it, and you're going, "Wow, this is going to be absolutely amazing," and then you start eating it, and your body starts rejecting what you're eating because it's just so terrible for you and your heart fear is going to have cardiac arrest <laughs> halfway through the meal. We have this thing in Rochester, New York. Uh, maybe you've heard of it, maybe not. called the garbage plate. And what it consists of is you get cheeseburgers or hot dogs or hamburgers or Italian sausage or what have you, like whatever you want to put on the plate. And so what goes on the bottom is hash browns or french fries or macaroni salad or baked beans, something like that. Then you put your hot dogs, hamburgers on. I usually, like... Sweet cheeseburgers is a good way to put it. Put some raw <laughs> onions on top, some ketchup, some mustard, and then we cover it with this brown meat sauce, which is a, a hamburger base. So you can put shredded hamburger on top of your hamburger, and there's all sorts of different spices in this meat sauce. And then you smother it with a, usually more ketchup than mustard. Uh, so I made one a couple years back that instead of mac salad and french fries, I actually put macaroni cheese on. When I'm talking <sighs> that sticky, calvita stuff you know, absolutely terrible for you on its own, Then you put it in with everything else. And I'm halfway through this dish, and my stomach is basically screaming at me saying, what is this abomination you're putting <laughs> in, inside of me and trying to pass it off as nourishment? There's a chance that we are both going to die. So what's your deliciously disgusting meal that you made? You know, could be a dinner, could be a lunch, could be a breakfast. Desserts are great, too. That's all I got for you guys this week. Great job on the cast, as always, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Get off my back. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Get off my back, dude. JM, (laughs) doing it big. Yeah, I have the perfect answer for this. All right, let's hear it. Because you were there as a witness. Uh Uh-huh.
1: My uh, potato chip nachos that I made when we were camping. (laughs) Oh, good. So bad. So bad. By so bad, you mean so good. And I'm glad that all of the uh, three other people I was camping with were disgusted by it. Because it meant we're potato chip nachos for me.
0: I had quite a few. The first night. Yeah, I did not do it the second (laughs) night. Because, like, first of all, if you want to burn every orifice in your mouth. (laughs) I burnt my tongue really, It's not just the tongue. It's the gums between the teeth. Because it's hot oil seeping out of the potato chips meets hot oil from the cheese. It's it's literally napalm.
1: <laughs> well, you know, some people say that's a um, a flaw, but I say it's a feature because you can no longer taste the charred mm-hmm. remains of the uh,
0: <laughs> yeah the, the black- of the potato
1: <laughs> chips that were too close to the heat.
0: Yeah, you've never you have not lived until you've eaten a blackened potato chip.
1: <laughs> Whew. Yeah, so yeah, so, mean, my 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 campfire made potato chip nachos are my disgustingly <laughs> delicious food.
0: I mean, the first night you could chalk it up to drunk eating. The second <laughs> night,
1: I legit liked it.
0: Dude, fully won't seem on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, you're never gonna fool me again
1: i don't I don't know oh, yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it was a, it was good it was good
0: yeah i can't i mean i i can't i don't can't put my finger on an answer here, but I have had a couple of days where I have eaten whatever's in the fridge and so it's like I'm hungry and then I eat something and then I'm still hungry so then I eat another thing but those two things have nothing to do with each other. So mm-hmm. I'm talking like you're going pasta salad and then you're immediately going to like uh like uh, uh enchilada. And and that's when that's when the mixing doesn't really sit well. Right, the
1: human digestive system. Mhm. Did not evolve to be able to span thousands of miles worth of cuisine. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> We're still evolving to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
0: love it. Yeah, I mean, I, the other thing that came to mind is just like uh, late night uh, Burger King run, little chicken fries rodeo cheeseburger.
1: But you love all that. That's I so
0: good. Do. I love it, but it. My body does not agree with the, my my 29-year-old body does not agree. with My 18-year-old body loved it. <laughs> my 29-year-old body does not agree with it. <laughs> I have a cast iron stomach. Do you have a cast iron skillet that you make potato chip nachos <laughs> in? <laughs> On an open fire.
1: <laughs> I I can I could truly eat anything. So I chal- I'll I will accept that challenge to go to Buffalo and eat the garbage
0: plate. Yeah, I would do the garbage plate. I think. I I just love eating challenges, Cause like I, I'm
1: getting deja vu. Have we covered this before? We
0: have. I think. I, I think we talk about eating challenges quite a bit on this show. <laughs> but I I mean, just get
1: I'm getting hardcore deja vu right now.
0: I just feel I'll snap out of it. All right. Uh, well, you never know. Um, this could be the moment where you become sentient and realize that you've dreamed this all before, and you're now living through oh, a life that you've lived a hundred times. Oh, no. So that sucks for you, but I just want to say that uh, <laughs> that uh, I, I just view every, every time I eat as an eating challenge to me. <laughs> I like to make it a sport. <coughs> it's like, look <coughs> at this plate of food. How quickly could it become non-existent mm-hmm. and inside my body? Anyway.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm holding back some goofs right now that don't need to be said.
0: <laughs> All right, self-censorship. We finally reached that point in the show, which means it's time to move on to our topics. Uh we're gonna start off with a little bit of oh. Oh before before we get to that, I do wanna say uh if you wanna if you wanna get your feedback on the show, please email us personalergets at gmail.com or give us a call, leave us a voicemail. Three six oh three six two zero zero two four. We're gonna get out to our first topic. Our first topic is actually food. did food. Uh, so, a few weeks ago we talked about, um, and I teased this on last week's episode, but a few weeks ago we talked about a uh, the, the Olive Garden Pasta Pass. So, this is like the perfect opportunity for people to <laughs> test the limits of their digestive system. Right. For $100, you can eat all-you-can-eat pasta at the Olive Garden for only... Or, or for for 90 days i believe was the whole thing maybe it's That's 60 it's a long days. time really long day but a really long time but there's a person who did who who decided to get this pasta pass and not only get the pasta pass but live out everybody's dream with the pasta pass <clears throat> um so this guy has a blog it's called all of garden and his Aim is to eat every pasta combination possible at the Olive Garden using the Never Ending Pasta Pass. It's a kid. He lives in North Dakota. Luckily, he's a skinny guy, so he can put on some weight. Yeah, not going for long. to. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he's a wrestler. Uh, but this <laughs> is this is his introduction. So let's let's give a little bit of a, a listen to his introduction
3: here. Are you rolling? Yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah. My name is Vino, and welcome, welcome to allofgarden.com. I'll be your guide in this quest to try all of All of Garden's 190 <coughs> soups, salads, pastas, toppings, and combinations thereof. I'm going to eat all the pasta. Spaghetti. Chicken. All the pasta. So join <coughs> me, won't you, as I go on this quest that you might find impossibly
0: delicious. Okay. <laughs> and he just ends it by saying okay and then his presumably girlfriend is <laughs> just zooms in on his face again not for long. Yeah. Uh so you might be wondering, hey, this guy and this is all given this was all uh presented to us by Joe who's a, who's a loyalist and we love you Joe. Um he uh, sent us in and, and sent us probably the best of the version of the blog. Now, if you are trying to put down a lot of disgusting food, it, 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 which seems to be the theme of the show today, uh, this guy has your he has some great, great tips. So we're gonna we're gonna jump to day nine of the forty nine day blog, and uh, and let's let's hear what he has to say about eating at Olive Garden on day nine. Uh, here
3: it is. Hello, pasta fans. It is Tuesday, September 30th, 2014. This is Day 9 of the Olive Garden Pasta Challenge. I'm Vino. Uh, welcome to my video. Uh, this is just a kind of a newbie Tuesday, sort of just reminder um, how to get the most out of your Olive Garden experiences, uh, pitfalls to avoid, tips, tricks, hacks, exploits, uh, anything you can do to get more <laughs> pasta for your buck. So let's just jump right into it right <laughs> now. Um, first of all, basics. Uh, always, always match your sauces to your toppings. This is basic shit. Um, <laughs> rule of thumb that you can just go by if, you, if you're if you having trouble. If it's white, go light. If it's breaded, go redded. I mean, this is basic <laughs> shit. I, I shouldn't have to explain this. I'm not going to. We both have valuable time here that I'm not going to waste. Uh, pitfalls to avoid. Don't ever eat salad. Ever. Um, it's just a huge waste of some space. It's very, It's a lot of roughage. It's a lot of fiber. You don't need that clogging you up. What you want is room for that's pasta what fiber does. and <laughs> toppings, and that's that's it. Um, the whole Olive Garden empire is built on the idea that you will waste your valuable stomach space on salad. Bring it up, uh, don't do it. Don't play it into their hands. You're getting played if you eat salad. No, enough said. Um, uh, hack of the day: something I recently discovered. You can take the toppings from your pasta, and you know toppings like meatballs, chicken frita, shrimp frita. Uh, these are very expensive, very filling. What you can do, I found, is take the toppings off your pasta as you order it, hide it underneath your salad, and then just keep doing that. Keep ordering more pasta. There's never any bowl, obviously. What else would you get? Um, just keep on ordering more toppings, hiding under your salad. At the end of the meal, you got a big bowl full of like meatballs. Now, that's like a forty-nine dollar value for like what three bucks? It's a no-brainer. Um, that's about it for today. Thanks for watching. Uh, Check below. we got some great pasta. I think you're going to love them. Uh, This is day nine of the Olive Garden Challenge. Signing off.
0: What the hell? Let's move on quickly. Oh, jeez. You know
3: you've heard of the never.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. Playlist. Um,
1: This guy's doing it right. He's doing it right, and he's doing... Hiding his uh, expensive toppings under the
0: salad. That's brilliant. The $49 meatball value can be found... (laughs) under your salad it's uh, you're just wrapping it it's like it's like a christmas present just waiting for you at the end of the meal
1: how do you okay uh how do you feel when you go to a restaurant and you're like yeah can i get a box and they're like sure we'll box that up for you and take it you know mm. they take your plate and box it up in the kitchen yeah how do you feel about that it, D- it kind of weirds me out a little bit cuz <laughs> i like to box up my own food
0: i don't care <laughs>
1: I, I'm thinking, like, what happens when he's doing this scam, you know, so mm-hmm. that he can you he can shelf. You
0: think meatballs. he's you think he's shelving some meatballs under his? He's got a salad back there.
1: Well, I mean, that's the point, right? You hide them under your salad so that you can take them home later. Mm-hmm. But then, um, what happens when he's like, "I'll take a box," and they're like.
0: Oh, yeah. Certainly,
1: will box that up for you. It's like, oh, God, I have $50 worth of meatballs under my salad, and they're going to find out. Well, I feel like.
0: So, if I. So, I, I have a bifold wallet. Okay. My bifold wallet has a little flap that has my ID in it. So that if people ask for my ID, I could flap out the ID, right? I right. feel like if you have an Olive Garden never ending pasta pass that you replace your ID in your wallet with that pasta pass and if you say, Hey, can I get a box for this? and he says, Hey, let me um <laughs> l- let me let me let me go and box it up for you, puts his hand down, grabs the plate, you can gently put your hand on his arm mm-hmm. with one hand. The other mm-hmm. hand reaches in your back pocket, flips out your pasta pass and says, No, sir, I'll box it myself. It's basically like an FBI badge.
1: Yeah, that's true. I like that a lot. Uh, let's run through this scenario. Okay. You're in your car. You're driving to Olive Garden. You get pulled over. Uh, sir, I'm going to need to see your license and registration. Uh-huh. Never any pasta pass. Oh, okay. Let's just go eat pasta together. It's a pasta no, emergency. No tickets
0: ever for you, sir. It's a pasta emergency, okay? There is, <laughs> there is nothing that the police officer can say if you say, Sir, this is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way to... Sorry. Sir, I'm on my way to a pasta emergency. And you flip out your pasta pass. He's going to he's gonna shake your hand, kiss you on the forehead, and say S- you're doing God's work. And then let you mm-hmm. go. That's why... But it's only... <laughs> it's only if you have... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm cracking myself up about this. It's only if you have the... You, you always have to keep a jar of spaghetti sauce under your seat so that you can if you get pulled over uh, you could could say hey this is a pasta emergency flash your pass and then as you drive away put the spaghetti sauce on the top of your car with the magnetic (laughs) lid so it looks like a siren (laughs) and then there you go pasta
1: sir you were doing 70 in a 25 I'm gonna have to ask you where is the boiling over spaghetti pot Mhm. So my thing about the whole <laughs> pasta pass <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my thing about the whole pasta pass is um I feel like Olive Garden is does nothing except trying to devalue their own product. What when, it to, like, the mm-hmm. when it comes to like the never ending soup, salad and breadsticks, when it comes to like the like you go and you can order the unlimited pasta bowl, you know? Yep. Yep. Or you get the pasta pass where they're like, we'll give you as much pasta as you like for hundred dollars for ninety days or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're constantly basically telling me that the actual value of their product is close to zero dollars.
0: I see I see it differently. Okay. I feel like they have the upper hand here. Now, I feel like when you're going out of bounds here is 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 with the red lobster never ending shrimp. Because oh.
1: no it's the same thing,
0: but with like no, so, pasta. well l- let me let me go let me let me just okay. take you down this road I see with never eating shrimp, I can eat a shit ton of shrimp. I go to a buffet, there's Ugh. shrimp, I'm eating twenty five shrimp, easy, Ugh. not Ugh. a problem, okay Ugh. I can eat you, you know the shrimp cocktail things you can get at Safeway oh
1: don't you don't you I don't. can
0: just shovel, 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 oh. it, and I don't get full at all. Okay? Oh. So, this is why you never see never ending sushi. Because. Right, no,
1: that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Gordon Ramsay had a restaurant, he would never be like $100 and he can eat as much as he want here for 90 days.
0: Well, be, but that's. Be, it depends. I'm just saying this is Olive Garden knowing their product.
1: Yeah, and they because,
0: know that their product is basically free. No, but they also know that their product is insanely filling.
1: Oh, I see what you mean.
0: So they're there it's a dare. It's a challenge. It's a dare, yeah. It's it's I I defy you to try to shovel three bull like three bulls is as much as you're gonna get with never ending Pasta. you cannot go a fourth bowl. Like But every day for ninety days. This is, a, but it has us talking about. We've dedicated more than 30 minutes of our lives to speaking about this <laughs> thing. I think that their marketing team is genius with this Never Ending Pasta Pass.
1: Uh, and I, I, just, I I'm just saying that they're devaluing their own product.
0: I just know that on Facebook, if you get to black hole level, you're going to have exclusive, <laughs> exclusive uh, opportunities to, to acquire a Never Ending Pasta Pass.
1: Yeah, we here at Spacebook just signed a great deal mm-hmm. with Olive Garden. The first 100 people to go supernova get a free never-ending never pasta pass.
0: Exactly. By the way, I'm just that going to... That
1: pasta pass ends in 90 days.
0: <laughs> I think it's actually only 50 days. Okay, I'm online now. I'm looking for a never-ending pasta pass on eBay, seeing how much they're going for. <laughs> Okay, this guy. This is great. Free shipping. Um, <laughs> that piece of plastic that weighs nothing. Yeah, this one's going for one hundred and twelve fifty right now. Six oh, come bids. On. Six bids. Um, and they they covered up the name. I wonder if they check your ID. Yeah,
1: no. I mean, that's the thing. It's non transferable, right?
0: You can't just sell it on eBay. Uh, this one's 125. We have one 189. It's still in the original sealed envelope. It looks like there's only three of them. Uh, but you can get the Lydia Cooks from the Heart of Italy Cookbook for only 2.99 with free shipping.
1: Yeah, there you go. Make uh, your own never-ending pasta pass.
0: Wow, there's a lot of things on here <laughs> on eBay. Yeah, turns <laughs> out there's, there's a lot of things on eBay. Yeah, so there's only three right now. The lowest one's one twelve fifty, but that one still has a, a day left on it. Um, you can also get a twenty five dollar Olive Garden gift card with free shipping for twenty one seventy six. Sweet. <laughs> Bidding for gift cards on eBay is such a weird thing. That is weird. I've never heard of that. Yeah, here we go. It's it, it's like a it's a it's it's literally a game of chicken. <laughs> it's like it's a game of chicken parm <laughs> yeah so they have a $25 Olive Garden uh, gift card with free shipping for twenty one 11 bids uh, there's also a $50 Olive Garden gift card $45 right now 10 bids oh, people really want that f- the people who do
1: this this is how you spend your time trying to buy a $50 Olive Garden gift card for $48 <laughs>
0: Wow, this is the this is my favorite one, Jesse. Okay, Olive Garden gift card. Balance. (laughs) Sorry. Balance thirteen dollars (laughs) and two cents. With nine dollars (laughs) and one cents is the current bid. With only two bids, you could get this. This used gift card to the Olive Garden. $13.02 <laughs> left on it. I've been doing oh, this man. all wrong, man. I need to start selling my, my gift cards. I, I, I checked. The, my mom used to send me Visa gift cards uh, all the time. Uh, and So I, I found one in my drawer and I checked the balance. And it had $5 left on it and I just threw it away. I was like, I'm never going to use this. What? Well, do you know how Visa gift cards work? You can't spend the entire thing. You can't max it out because then it'll say it's there's insufficient funds. So, like oh. once it gets to a certain point, you base it's basically unusable because it's not like yeah. you can apply those five dollars to the next thing. You have to spend it on something that's less than five dollars. Yeah, but These I should. I, sh- I should have just put it on get, on eBay. Yeah,
1: you could have gotten uh, four dollars and ninety eight cents
0: for it. That would have been awesome. So anyway, we've delved into an interesting world, Uh, and hopefully there's more to come. More to come. Uh, Speaking of interesting worlds, we had a buddy. His name's uh, Levi. He got to go to Great American Beer Fest. Our second topic this week, Uh GABF. So he decided he was going to leave us a few voicemails, and here's the first.
4: Hey, Jesse. Hey, Eric. It's Levi, Rocky Mountain Correspondent, uh, calling in with a little more of a clear voicemail um, after the Great American Beer Fest. I just I'm wanted clear. to give you guys kind of a rundown of what I would consider the packs of beer fests. Um, not that I've been to any other beer fests, um, but I had a great time, and it did remind me a little bit of packs. Um, there were people dressed up, people really jazzed to be there, wearing stupid hats and pretzels around their necks. The pressing down the neck is actually a brilliant idea. Um, you'd be surprised how quickly one-ounce tasters can just go straight to your head. So uh, I had probably about 40 different beers over the course of the night. I was keeping track on my phone, just uh, curious to see how many and what the damage would be when I was done. And from my previous voicemail, uh, you could see it was, it was a decent effect. Um, <laughs> but some of the really good beers that I had, uh, a lot of locals, um, New Belgium, had a salted chocolate, Belgian chocolate stout that was just delicious. Um, a lot of sweet beers. The one that I kept ranting about on the previous voicemail, the Avery Rumkin, is their specific, uh they rolled out just around this time. It's their pumpkin beer. It's aged in a, a rum barrel, and it is super sweet. It is dessert wine level sweet. Um, you know, that one out of that was, pretty stout. Um, that was all you really needed of that. Um, I'm definitely going to pick that up and just put it in the fridge and hold on to it until uh Thanksgiving, but I know that those sell out super fast. Um had some old staples, had Stone, they had their anniversary, they had one titled just 103114. They had a Sumerian, which is a Conan the Barbarian joke. Um, the hall was set up kind of regionally, which is cool. So right as I came in, I was actually in the Northwest uh, section, which was great. You know, I saw a lot of, a lot of hometown favorites. Made sure to stop by Rubens and try their, uh, Imperial Rye. Uh, had some, some from Elysian. Big time brewing, um, for my time at UW was, it was great to see them there. Um, got a Pyramid H7. Um, after that, once you move past the Northwest, uh, you end up in Colorado, you know, in the Mountain States and then, uh, the Pacific. Um, then you move into the Midwest. And way in the corner is the southeast, and uh, after talking to one or two of those guys, they hated being back there. They knew they were kind of at the back of the bus uh, when it comes to the to the place. Um, but not all the beers were great. Uh, Elliot Bay brought a mint Hefeweizen, which was sounded good in theory, but just did not work out. Um, Winta, which is out of Utah, they had a birthday suit. And I really like Winta's beer, but birthday suit tasted like something I had previously thrown up. Um, it brought back that stark memory for some reason. Anyways, long story short, um the Great American Beer Fest was a really good time. I uh, had a lot of good beers. Um, it's a little difficult when you have that many, um, when you're going through all the stowers and lambics, which were really popular. Um, there are also a lot of porters. You get a little heavy on the beers, um and it gets kinda hard to have pails and lagers, they just don't really cut through. Um, by the end of it, but I had a really good time, and uh, hopefully you guys can come down one year and we can all go. I am uh, hoping to get into the beer association next year, so hopefully I'll be able to get tickets in advance. Anyways, uh, take it easy. We'll see which of these you play, and uh, stay arrogant. Get off my back. JABF,
0: Great American Beer Fest. Can you can you give a synopsis of what JABF actually is, Jesse, for those who may not know what it is?
1: <clears throat> I I wouldn't know. I've never been there.
0: Well ba- basically it's the beer festival.
1: Well yeah, it's it's a annual beer festival in Denver, Colorado. The Great American Beer Festival is considered I think by number of breweries present, it is the largest beer festival in the world. It's not the largest beer festival in terms of number of attendees. Mm. But in terms of variety of beers, it is the largest beer festival. In the world, and they um, it's uh mostly there for beer judging. Right. And if you if you can win a gold medal or something like that, gold medal, copper, bronze, whatever. <laughs> copper medal. Uh,
0: copper medal. Yeah. It's a copper coin.
1: Then then it's a it's a good thing for your brewery. And Eric actually, yep. a little brewery in Port Townsend, Washington, may have won a gold this year. Really. Not the one I work for, but the nano Brewery Propolis.
0: Yeah, dude, they've been all over. They
1: won a gold for American, uh, American style brita- uh, Brett beer. Nice. Brettanomyces beer. Which is amazing because they beat Logston at a Hood River. And Logston, the founder of that brewery, is the guy who invented, who founded Y Yeast, which is a like a yeast supplier company. And. Um, I mean, that guy has like a PhD in microbiology (laughs) and this little nano brewery in the town where I live managed to best them and win the gold medal for that style, which is freaking amazing.
0: That is awesome, dude. Yeah. Propolis is is great. Um, I was very
1: excited for them. I I mean, that's like a career defining moment.
0: Well, there you go. I I also, this weekend I went down to, there's a new uh, beer place down here in Fremont called uh, the Six Gill and I got to try a Brett IPA from Victory Brewing Company. Yeah. Pretty good stuff, dude.
1: Yeah, I had a Brett IPA. God. Oh, it might have been North Sound. I forget who, but it was, Mm -hmm. uh, I had it at the uh, Der Blokken tasting room. Uh, It's yummy, but... I actually don't really like the contrast of Britannomyces and hops. Huh. I feel like they they're kind of enemies because they both give you. I, I feel like Britannomyces gives you like that tart bitterness by itself, and I'd rather have that balanced out more by a sweet malt than by just you know bitter hops.
0: Yeah, I could, I could, I could totally feel that. It was definitely a unique experience, but I definitely wanted more of it, and also high abv which yeah. i enjoyed speaking of high abv so you heard the first voicemail that Levi decided to leave us but as you know guys put it in your phone 3603620024 uh drunk dial you can always drunk dial us um just put it in your phone as drunk dial so that you you can remind yourself uh, because every once in a while, it's fun to listen to a little drunk dial of the Personality's like podcast. That was Levi civilized post. Here's his uncivilized. <laughs> here it is.
2: Hey Jesse. Hey Eric. It's Rocky Mountain correspondent Levi here. I was just calling post Great American Beer Fest. <laughs> um, I loved it. It was uh, my first time. I happened to score a ticket from work. Um, from all of our brewery work. We are on the Brewers Association, so um, they have them open to people at work. And, uh, yeah, so big hits this year. Um, I highly recommend, uh, if you ever manage to get your hands on it, the uh, Avery Rumkin Ale. It is a rum barrel aged pumpkin beer, um, almost as sweet as a dessert wine. Um, <laughs> had a great time I am I have a huge list of I believe it was by my count 40 beers but in one ounce increments but it's amazing how quickly you can get drunk off drinking those um, over a short period of time so every rump canal that was the highlight of the evening
4: otherwise I will see you guys when you come down here for it get off my Marshawn Lynch there you go.
0: <laughs> there it is. I think, I think it was pretty composed. The thing I like about this Jesse is it perfectly illustrates why you why you can't. <laughs> I shouldn't say why you why you don't drink and drive. You obviously don't drink and drive because you're putting a lot of lives in danger, <laughs> uh, and it's a terrible thing to do because you're basically a weapon on the road at that point, and you're a an controllable weapon at that. But at the the other part about it is if you get pulled over and you you're like I'm good. This right. is Levi giving two voicemails um, and
1: uh, basically basically bad.
0: saying the same thing, but noticeably different.
1: Eh, I don't know. It wasn't that bad. I you feel know, like you're fine. It was, don't worry about it, it.
0: It was noticeably enough. Honestly, I wanted a little bit more of a drunk dial. Yeah.
1: Something. Yeah, no, you should hear me after Beer Festival. I'm like going on about Lennon. <laughs> You know, I'm not even talking about the beers at that point. I'm talking about the the Communist Manifesto or something. Exactly. Or like how influential chariots were in the development of civilization.
0: <laughs> What's more important, Jesse, the chariot or the car?
1: Uh, you know, I mean one and the same.
0: I'm gonna Why ask- make
1: a distinction. Like the, the automobile is just a uh, evolution of the chariot.
0: I can't wait to ask you that when you're drunk. Um, <laughs> all right.
1: One so- thing, though, about the pretzel, because like, pretzel uh, necklaces are super popular yep. at beer festivals. And uh, the head brewer I work with he had a million dollar idea, which is the mustard necklace. <laughs> Just a bunch of little <laughs> things of mustard around your neck.
0: Like little squeezy things?
1: No, like little, uh, you know, those little paper.
0: Um, oh, oh, I dishes. see. I see.
1: Yeah, for dipping your little uh, pretzels in.
0: I love it. That is yeah. a that's a million. Uh, next stop, Shark Tank. Okay. <laughs> uh, so now we're gonna move on to trivia. I'm gonna roll six sided dice. See which category we do this week. It's gonna be a one. It's geography once again, Jesse. Uh, This question is for you, J-Dog. Please play along at home. What is Kimberly, South Africa, no- renowned for? Diamonds. I'm going to say the southernmost point in Africa. You're right. It's diamonds. Are you serious? Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> that was just like a word association. South Africa
0: diamonds. <laughs> nice job. Uh, this one's right. for me. What city dug the first subway? I'm going to go with Paris. I'm gonna go with Lond. It is London. You got it. Boom! 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 Bing! Bang! Boom! Fire uh, on
1: all cylinders.
0: Oh, this one's easy, Jesse. This one's for you. What two states have a Kansas City? Uh,
1: Kansas and Missouri.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Kansas and our Kansas. Uh, it's Kansas and Missouri. So this all one's, right. uh, Oh, b- this is my chance to sweep. There it is. This is your chance to sweep here, Jesse. What cities? The end of the line leaving Nice on the Maestral. I'm going to say Paris. What the fuck? Can you repeat that? What is this? What cities? The end of the line leaving Nice on the Maestral.
1: Rome. All roads lead to it.
0: Ah, it's Paris. I got it. Ah, damn. Woo. Well, stop the sweep, but uh, couldn't stop. The bullet train that is Jesse.
1: Jesse really should have won that four to zero <laughs> on the road.
0: <laughs> he had the advantage. He had the he had the ball first. <laughs> uh, so so uh, before we get to the Facebook roundup, I wanted to touch on a Facebook roundup um, topic that we touched on last week, and we promised that we would talk about it, Jesse. It's the beginning of October, and that means it's time to start thinking about these Halloween costumes, my friend.
1: Yes. I've been in Halloween costume mode. Okay. Actually. I made a shield out of cardboard and duct tape.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That looks pretty good. Pretty shiny.
1: And I made, you know how I have those wooden swords? Yep. (laughs) I made a sheath for my sword out of duct tape and cardboard. Uh It looks really good.
0: Well, there you go. There you go. So, I'm very excited about that. So one of the things that I like to do if I'm looking at topical stuff, of course you want to look at the top movies of the year. So you got Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought this would be a good one for my wife and I. We do couples costumes. Last year we were Batman and Robin. Uh, I thought, like, this is perfect because I'm 6'4", she's 5'3". Groot and Rocket would be perfect for us.
1: But she doesn't really like
0: Rocket Raccoon, and I'm okay with that. Um, You should do
1: the reverse, though.
0: Yeah, that would be funny, actually. Um We've talked about in the end, uh, like doing the Ent and the Hobbit, so I can carry her around, right? Um, so anyway, uh, but but I don't think we're gonna go Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, we have our costumes picked out. We're gonna be uh, Jake the Dog and Finn the Human from Adventure Time. That's, that's oh what we're yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because the height difference is perfect.
1: I was talking to Tasha about going to Pax. And I was like, we could be Jake and um, oh yeah. The princess? No, no, no. God, I can't remember the name, but they did a few episodes with a female version of Jake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, no,
0: sorry. Finn.
1: Sorry, not... Yeah. Yeah. Finn, the main character. Yes. If we went as the boy version and the girl version. And I actually, at the last packs I saw, uh, I think, a couple girl versions of Finn.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Whose name
1: is escaping me right now.
0: And this actually spawned an idea for me. So um down here the number um number 14 top grossing movie of the year is neighbors and in neighbors i didn't watch the movie but i did watch the trailer uh and in the trailer they had a robert de niro party and Lydia and i got into this conversation about like what would be a good party uh where everybody dressed up as a single character as a single actor portraying characters it's a little hard because I feel like Robert de Niro plays like a lot of iconic characters, but it's tough to find other other actors who play such a wide range of characters like I guess you could have like a Gary Oldman party somebody could be like uh like the Dude from the Fifth Element, and somebody could be Jim Gordon from you know the Batman movies or whatever
1: so are are you gonna do this on Halloween
0: well, I'm just thinking like i I love the idea of throwing it because people are always wondering like there's so many last minute ideas you could like put out invitation now for a halloween party and say hey this is gonna be a party for this actor you just dress up as one of these guys
1: i feel like you're monopolizing someone else's halloween choices
0: well if you pick a wide enough character (laughs) i mean (laughs) like a bill murray party would be fun you could be Vankman, you could be any number of Wes Anderson movies. There's also the Wes Anderson party. I don't know. This is just an idea. I also like the Santa Claus party where everybody dresses up as Santa Claus.
1: On Halloween.
0: Yes. Let's get this thing started early.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that one.
0: <laughs> so anyway, if you're if you need some Halloween ideas, guys, uh if so I think one of the things we did last year is we thought of budget costumes. So you can kind of MacGyver a costume together. And I think mm-hmm. a great thing would be people can post on our Facebook page, send us an email, personal at gmail.com. Tell us what a good costume would be that you have in mind, but you're not really sure how to pull it off. Let us know and we will solve the riddle for you. So uh, let us know about that on on uh, our, our various feedback channels. Uh, let's get on to the Facebook roundup this week. Uh, each week we post uh, on Facebook, say, hey, guys, we're recording tonight. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and we'll talk about it. And here we go. Uh, John says, do we get a Hall- Halloween costume topic this week? We did that, John. Bam. Uh Favorite, ha- favorite Halloween movies. Um, he says, I'd like to reco your next. It was constantly suggested by Netflix, and I finally gave in. So apparently that's a good one. I'm not a big scary movie guy, but I mean, Cabin in the Woods is a pretty good one for me. I think that's I also need to on see Netflix. That still. If yeah, that's a good one for Halloween, I think. Do you have a Halloween pick? I mean, Alien is a pretty good horror movie.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's probably as good as I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch scary movies or movies at all, really. So.
0: Well, Alien is a good uh, scary slash sci-fi. There you go. Uh, Leland says, one t- or, oh, also The Shining. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. Leland, talk about Seattle replacing Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, with all the newer historical facts that came out in light of the last 50 years ago, I personally feel like celebrating Columbus Day is pretty messed up. I think Columbus Day is easily the worst federal holiday. It's like, it's first of all, I don't understand why Columbus needs his own day. And second of all, th- he doesn't need his own day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm I'm totally fine with that.
0: It absolutely astounds me that Columbus Day is a federal holiday and Voting Day is not. (laughs) Can we at least make Voting Day a federal holiday so that people can have it off to go vote?
1: Yeah, but what about the people have
0: to work the polls? (laughs) Volunteers, man. (laughs) <laughs> you'd have more volunteers because people wouldn't have to worry about going to work I it astounds <laughs> me it astounds me that people have to take time off of work to go vote yeah that, but you kind of
1: don't now because you vote by mail
0: well in washington state you do but that, that's a luxury of living in washington it's actually number 11 I, on our top 10 list
1: i think that's becoming the norm though
0: yeah i'm just saying like i can't believe that it, like Columbus has his own holiday and you can't you don't get the day off to go vote and, be, and participate in Americanism.
1: I still think it's ridiculous that Netflix finds a way for me <laughs> to be able to send my DVD back for free. But if I want to <laughs> return my votes by, via mail, which is the only option, yeah. I have to buy a stamp. That's insane That's a to me.
0: It's insane to me that you have to pay to vote for the president. Is't that called that- a poll tax?
1: That's ridiculous!
0: Yeah. It's crazy, man.
1: Ugh.
0: I think the federal government could kind of handle that one.
1: Yes! I mean, what what's a postal officer going to do? Like, oh, throwing this out. <laughs>
0: Return the sender.
1: I'm not carrying this vote. <laughs> Too heavy.
0: Uh, Rollo says, how are you dealing since your nude selfies were leaked online? How has it impacted your careers? Uh... Well, you know, onward and upward, Barolo.
1: Yes, leaked. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> definitely
1: not intentional.
0: Eric says, uh, what was your first great slash memorial beer? I think he means memorable beer. Uh, mine was Dogfish Head 60-Minute <laughs> IPA. It was Worthy Champion that Slayed the Beast. It was Milwaukee's best from college. Also, Levi seems to have some issues with Gotham Blotter sign-offs. How about Get Off My Bat? I like that one. It's only because
1: I derail him every time.
0: <laughs> I uh, my I think my gateway beer was actually Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale. I had that mm. at a New Year's party, uh, and from that moment on, I was like, "Oh, there's a whole nother world."
1: Yeah, it, for me, it's either Sierra Nevada Pale or Mirror Pond Pale.
0: Yeah, both really good. Oh, that's a that's a that's a nice reminiscent topic. Uh, Matt says, "As you two sound like you were the." <laughs> As you two sound like you were the coolest guys in your high school, did you date a lot of ladies? Uh getting, getting Thank you for the sarcasm. Lady talk. I had I had high school girlfriends. Yeah, sure. Me too. Small town high school, man. Yeah. It, it definitely works. not not even close to the coolest guys in high school. No, no, no. I did have a uh a show that I produced in the AV Club that we showed every Friday, so that should tell you how cool I was. Wildly popular, though.
1: <laughs> the Friday I show. I loved that. I loved the Friday show.
0: <laughs> Friday show with Eric. It's that,
1: the best part of my lunch on Fridays.
0: It was the biggest. Tra- it's one of the biggest tragedies in my life that I never burned a DVD of that stuff. It was brilliant. Um, it was it was <laughs> <laughs> it was the Tim the and Eric one
1: thousand guests. <laughs> Get a free pair of a depend adult diapers.
0: And you're going need... to need them. <laughs> I, uh, it, was, it was the Tim and Eric of Olympic High School Friday lunches.
1: That was the best joke you ever made. You'll never, <laughs> you will never top it, as far as I'm concerned. That was the ultimate funny Eric.
0: <laughs> Michael says, have y'all uh, heard of Aleworks Brewing Company? They are less than an hour from my house and quickly becoming one of my favorite breweries. Oh, and I've uh, been defeated again on my search for the arrogant Bastard. Once again, it was not in stock. Have you heard of Aleworks? No. One of those East Coast beers, man. We just don't get them over here. But uh, apparently check that out if you're over on the EC. Joseph says, ah, good grief. One of my favorite things about the Halloween season, aside from Oktoberfest beer and candy, is walking down memory lane. Peanuts, Peanuts, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Is an all-time favorite. Do you have any favorite Halloween memories or traditions? I, you know, my wife and I started a new one here, which I love so much, is that we do couples costumes, and uh, that's a tradition. Did you do?
1: You were gonna do Fred and
0: Wilma at one point, right? I think that was last year. I think we settled on Batman and Robin.
1: You should go back to Fred and Wilma. Uh, I
0: guess. I mean, my wife does this top bun thing, and it, I call it the Wilma Flintstone haircut, and it's yeah. very cute. But it and halfway there. It's perfect. Uh, Levi says, Ah, shit, I meant to call in with a real GABF rundown. You did, Levi. Congratulations. James said, I loved your recommendations uh, for both Batman, Court of Owls, and Saga. Could you go to the Hartford County <laughs> MD Library page and find something else for me to read? Um, have you guys checked out Lock and Key? Also finding out that Rollo isn't his real name, was a downer. What aliases would you guys use? I can't even begin to answer that question. Keller uh, McGee. Yeah, I'd go with Sword Goats. Yeah. Uh, and uh, apparently Lock and Key is really good. A friend of the show and, and previous contributor, Brad Oman, uh, said he was going to loan that to me. So he, he that's got his stamp of approval, which means it's got my stamp of approval. Rolo says, dude, my name could be whatever you want it to be as long as you believe. I'd like to think there was a little Rolo Tomasi in all of us. And I agree. James says, I, u- I have used Rory Breaker and Peyton Westlake. You've used those? Maybe next time I check into a hotel, I need to have an alias. Speaking of aliases, you don't need an alias when you go to baldmove.com because we love you just the way you are. You go to baldmove.com, there's plenty of TV stuff up there. We got Boardwalk Empire. We got Walking Dead, a season five preview. Say what? We got Up Yours Downstairs, uh, covering uh, Downton Abbey. There's American Horror Story podcast preview is coming up. Um... There is uh, uh, uh in the the, the uh, Month of the Dead is on, which means that The Watching Dead is covering Diary of the Dead by George Romero. Um, of course, the Gotham Blotters up there featuring me, Jesse, and Levi. Um, there's just a ton of stuff up there. The Because Show, um, you can't miss it. Baldmove.com. Uh, check it out if you want to get in touch with us. Once again, give us a call. 360-362-0024. Send us an email. Personalurgates at gmail.com. Uh, uh, we're on Twitter at Personal Podcast, and we're on the Facebook page at the Bald Move Facebook page and the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. Like both. Jesse, RECO one. Oh, jeez.
1: I don't know. Um, just <laughs> going to... Sorry. I forget about
0: recommendations these yeah. days. <laughs> um, I, I, My my first record is going to be HBO documentaries. If you have HBO Go, check them out. Uh, there's a ton of good ones up there. There was one about... Uh there's one about a lady having a baby. <laughs> you know, good stuff. Uh they're really intriguing. Uh when my wife and I want to kick back and watch a watch a show, we check out HBO Documentary. So so uh it's not just Game of Thrones, guys. Check out HBO Docs. I do actually have one. Yep. Um
1: <clears throat> It's the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. Okay. Are you familiar with this at all? I'm not. It's it's basically like a little handbook and it it's it's Marcus Aurelius's journal has become sort of like a, uh, a philosoph a philosophical piece about Stoicism. And he's mm-hmm. sort of reflecting on his life and the things that he's had to come up against and how he overcome certain obstacles. So I've, I've been kind of thumbing my way through that one.
0: Well, there you go. And uh, my second record this week is, uh, Oh God! I just had it. What is it? Uh, check out the Gotham Blotter. <laughs> Jesse and I are on it. It's gonna be a new episode this week covering Gotham. Uh, so jump on that train. Jesse, thanks so much for joining me this week. And until next time, guys, remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, please stay, stay arrogant. arrogant.